Hello, it's Chris Vetrano, and you are listening to The Gist, where we break down all the things that are happening in pop culture. It's a Monday, so that means that we are covering everything that happened on Bravo last week. I think starting with a couple of hot topics, um, Winter House is filming currently, so we've seen a couple of photos. We know uh, Tom Sandoval, uh, who was originally supposed to be on the series, is obviously not. He's going through some things. Um, uh, but Tom Schwartz did film. He obviously was back uh, for the Vanderpump Rules reunion back in L.A. So maybe he's just on Winter House for a short weekend. Um, but he was there. We also have seen photos of Captain Sandy from Below Deck filming with the cast. Why? It's a really good question. I'm not sure. Um, not sure why we've got Sandy crossing over on all these shows now. Um, I don't know if I need that. So, um, but we uh, but we have seen the photos, so we know that she's going to make an appearance. Um, and then, obviously, Ultimate Girls Trip premiered over this last week. We got the first three episodes, and I'm obsessed. I think this is potentially one of the better. Um, Ultimate Girls Trips. I, you know, I loved season two so much that I really didn't think that it was that it could be topped. But there's a lot happening already. Like these women are really bringing it. I cannot imagine it without Portia. But, but we're going to uh, cover all of Ultimate Girls Trip in a special episode coming up in about two weeks. Um, I have a special guest. Um, you may know him. Uh, He's a journalist and he covers all things Housewives and Bravo, Gibson Johns. He will be here to cover all the things Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. So we're going to hold off on covering that. Um, but getting into this week's Bravo episodes, we will start with New Jersey. So um, I, I'm i just loving Danielle. Guys, she is like potentially my new favorite housewife. And this could be of all the franchises. She's just good TV. She's giving drama. She, I mean, I'm waiting for her to uh, flip a table because did you feel her energy this week as she was getting angry? I mean, she had the wherewithal to actually leave the party when she was feeling heated, but I'm kind of surprised that producers didn't try to push her to stay because it, had she stayed, we may have had an epic meltdown that rivals Teresa's table flip. So I think we've got some some good stuff here um, for uh, uh, with I think we've got some good stuff here with Danielle. Um, but I also, you know, and when speaking of Danielle, Buck Jackie, okay, for calling her a clearance aisle snooky. Jackie is just so desperate and she's coming off so just thirsty this season. And it's like she's attacking Danielle for no reason other than that she's the new blonde on the cast and Jackie's feeling jealous because there is absolutely no reason for her to have so much hatred towards this woman and she doesn't even know her. And so, yeah, it, I'm, I'm over her. Jackie, you can get off my screen now. Um, and then, um, I also think that just the fact that Danielle and Rachel are filming on their own, um, they have their own scenes. That's huge. Um, the, uh, you know, a lot of times when we get new housewives, they have to film with legacy housewives for the first season. You don't get a lot of like airtime. You also don't get a lot of their family and backstories. And we're getting a lot of that from both of these women. So I think it speaks volumes about them. 
Um, and I mean, Rachel, by the way, they're, so they're at the shore. That's the, the main, uh, uh, part of this uh, episode this week was at the Jersey Shore, and Rachel Shorehouse. When they when they showed people arriving, I thought they were arriving at her actual house. The Shorehouse is massive. It, I'm confused. I'm wondering, like, what does her husband do? Because we know it's not modeling after his big modeling debut on Law and Order. Um, or was it, I mean, was it law and order? I guess law and order SVU or something, but yeah, we know it's not modeling because we also can see, we also have eyes. So, um, but what does he do? Because good for him, man, they've got, they've clearly got some money because that shore house is massive. It didn't have a ton of furniture, but it was big. Um, Let's see, Marge, another one where I'm just starting to get over her. It's like she's just going after everyone. There's no one that's safe from Marge. And she's on the wrong side. She's always trying to stir drama, but then like also be on everyone's side. So she's like going after everyone, planting all these bombs, and then trying to pretend like she's part of everyone's friend circle. And it just like doesn't, it doesn't work. And then you know, she's telling um, Melissa that Marge Sr. got invited to the wedding. And then they they go to a clip where Teresa was kind of put on the spot and her mom was kind of like, you know, oh, your wedding. And Teresa just said like, oh, well, you know, you can come with Marge. That happens sometimes when you're planning big events and someone starts talking about it and you feel bad that you haven't invited them. And so you sort of like throw out like a nonchalant invite. We've all been there. It wasn't like Marge Sr. got an invite in the mail. But, you know, of course, Marge has to bring that to Melissa to really stir that pot, given that Melissa's family wasn't invited. And, you know, she's just trying to throw gasoline everywhere. And I I really don't like that. And, and she's She's saying that she's made up with Teresa, but really she's doing a lot of back-end work to to kind of continue to sort of just m- turn things around. I mean, she's definitely siding on the Team Joe and Melissa side of all of this, which I'm also a little worried Rachel is starting to do the same thing. And I know Rachel came in as a friend of Melissa, so she has loyalties there, but she could be a good housewife, and I'd really like to see her, you know not be so one-sided. I do think that she speaks her mind. She's willing to have a voice of her own. So I think that's what makes her a good housewife. But I don't love that she's, you know, so team Joe and Melissa and Marge, and she just seems to kind of be on the wrong side of what this cast is bringing this year. Um, and then we've got uh, Teresa not inviting Melissa's family because, of of course, um, they're going after her on social media. And so we got a little bit more of that. The producer sort of pull, pulled that out of Teresa around, like, why? Tell us more about why you're not inviting them to the to the wedding. And then they, you know, they actually showed a lot of the social media posts that Melissa's family had made and saying horrible things about Teresa. So I get it. Like, that's... That would be enough reason for me not to want to invite somebody. So I get that. And, you know, I think uh, Louie apologizing to Melissa's mom saying, you know, we didn't 
want there to be any like bad blood in this decision. And, you know, he did kind of throw Teresa under the bus in a way that was like, well, it wasn't my ultimate decision, but he doesn't know them. I think that that was a nice thing that he did. Um, but then, you know, Teresa got a little annoyed with that and was like, well, if you want her there, invite her to the wedding. And then he's like running around the party looking for her to invite her. I thought that was like kind of odd. It's like, you know what? She wasn't invited. Let's just stick with that. Cause then that feels just, I mean, you know, where I was talking about like Marge senior getting invited because Teresa was put on the spot. This is kind of another, it's like you were already, there was already a big issue about you not getting invited now to invite you just feels wrong. So I don't, I didn't love that. Um, and then, you know, I think the, the party was just uh, so wild. Of course, Joe Gorga is just going around the party, getting everyone just totally shit faced. And, you know, the irony is that then he and Melissa will talk about how shit faced everyone was and judge them. Um, but you know, Jennifer was, she was spinning. That girl was could not stand straight. She couldn't walk a straight line if you paid her. And um, you know, that girl loves some money. So it was it was probably not wise of Jackie to see Jennifer sort of stumbling around the party and say, you know what, Jennifer, now would be the right time to go make up with uh Margaret. Um, that's just some low down, dirty bullshit. And again, I'm I don't need Jackie. She's she is not a favorite this year. I liked her in her first season, and then she really just, she went downhill for me. So I, I could do without her. Um, and then, like I said, we we got the Jackie's going around kind of talking about Danielle and, and the family dynamic of Danielle and her brother, which she's saying there's got to be something more than just like this Instagram unfollow that has like broken this family apart. And Danielle can hear that she's being talked about and she's just getting fiery and worked up. And and yeah, I, I'm excited to see more of that. I want to see more of where that kind of takes us and see her hold these women accountable too. Like you, if you're going to talk shit, let's, let's go. And I love that she's willing to just call them on that. Um, and then I guess there's not really a lot else. I think next week, obviously it's hit the internet. There's the, in the scenes for next week, we see that Joe Gorga and Louie get into it. And Louie talks about wearing Teresa's uh, father's, who has passed away, his pajamas in order to make the girls at home feel more safe, which a lot of people have reactions about that. It's wrong. I don't understand it. I I do not think that that was a good thing to say. That's also not going to make Joe Gorga feel very good to hear that like you're wearing his father's clothing like the i just none of that made sense so i'm not i'm not here for that for louis um i'm hoping that that was edited in a weird way and we find out more to that story next week but uh, yeah i'm not I, i'm that's too far um and then uh on the watch what happened happens live episode af after this week's jersey um, we had Rachel and Jennifer Fessler were the, were the guests and Jennifer Fessler has had a full, like she has dropped a ton of weight. She's got a facelift. She's got a nose job. I mean, she looks like a different person. And, um, when Andy had talked about her losing the weight, she basically admitted that she is on Ozempic. Um, and we all know that like, obviously Margaret, 
is as well. I mean, she has Ozempic face and she's lost all of this weight and they're friends. So I'm sure that that's like just a thing that these women are talking about as friends, but I was surprised to see her be that open with um, doing that, especially how controversial that's been, especially in the housewives franchises. So, um, so yeah, that was interesting. Um, and then let's see what else, I guess in a real housewives news, we had, um, just the finale of Real Housewives of Miami this week, uh, the final installment of the reunion. And, you know, I talked on this podcast for the last few months, like that Miami was delivering everything about Miami this season, you know, 10 out of 10, really great season, had a lot of like drama, had a lot of real stuff going on. I love the ladies. I'm feeling good. You know, in the last couple of episodes and then uh, in this uh, reunion, I've really kind of turned on Alexia and she's she's just she's in her kind of villain era where she's just unable to see, be able to. Well, first of all, she can't apologize for anything that she's done and she's unwilling to hear apologies from anyone else. And that just starts to make a housewife really toxic. And so I I felt like that continued. Um and then uh, I, I definitely had felt that uh, Adriana, she um, did this letter that was from Marisol's friend and Andy had to read it out loud. And it was like, I'm worried that Marisol's going to kill me. And it was this whole long letter. And then at the end of it, it's sincerely Marisol's liver. And basically... Adriana's long, dramatic way of telling us that she thinks Marisol has a drinking problem. And, you know, that was too far and too much. And even Andy was like, okay, I think we got to leave it there because after that, I don't know how you guys come back because that was so crazy. Um, so it's just, it's get, it was getting so toxic. And really, I don't have a lot of notes. I think, um, at the beginning, they were talking a lot about Lisa and Lenny and Lenny had a, having a lot of affairs for years. Um, and, you know, I thought one of the things that was sad was Lisa mentioned that she looked back on last season and saw that she had had too much filler in her face. And so she was feeling as though Lenny saw that and thought that she looked ugly. And that was part of the reason that led to his affair. Um, and then, you know, Kiki ended up um, only having a short stint on this episode. But I thought that as she was leaving and Andy gave her a burger, which was epic, um, I love that she's like with extra cheese because um, I love Kiki. She's so good. Um, but that Julia was like, oh, the burger, like it reminds me of something I did to you this season when she uninvited um, <clears throat> her to Adriana's party or I guess to Julia's party because of Adriana's um, uh, video shoot. She she acknowledged that it wasn't the right thing to do and that she wanted to end in peace with Kiki. They had a hug. I thought that was really nice. Um, but yeah, I, for the most part, I didn't, ha I just didn't have a lot of notes because I felt like the whole episode, it was just everyone talking at once and I couldn't understand what was being said. Andy was screaming, uh, trying to control the women. And it was just like a lot of yelling. And I just, I didn't think that that was very enjoyable and I was not following a lot of what we were actually trying to get across. So I hope that they rein these women in cause they do that often in Miami. I mean, Miami women are fiery and so um, they've got a lot to say, but it's like, we also need a little bit more control where they can listen as well so that we can get to resolution. 
we did in the end sort of have some peace across the couches and you know andy kind of helped to facilitate some of that and then gertie as she was seeing this like bright spot between adriana and uh, alexia and marisol sort of like starting to mend their ways gertie steps in to be like well and also let's try to fix larsa and nicole and you know and so we did end up in a, a probably a healthier state than where the majority of this reunion was so um so that was a great season um i think i've said it on the, the podcast before but um in just a couple of weeks cameras are being picked back up to start filming the third installment of this new uh, rebooted uh, Real Housewives of Miami. So, um, and no word on casting quite yet, but we assume that most of these women are going to make it back on screen in some capacity, given how short of a time it's been. Um, we've got to, we've got to wrap up some storyline there. So um, that's our Real Housewives uh, for this week. Um, and then on Summer House, I, I thought it was actually like a pretty enjoyable episode. Um, you know, Summer House is kind of in its flop era this season. There's just a lot of where I just am not loving it. I'm I'm finding it a little bit boring. Um, but this one was this one had some fun back in it. Um, I think primarily Sierra was the reason for that as Karma Brown. Bam. Um, the amount of times that she said "bam" in her uh, Studio Fifty Forest outfit was uh, incredible. And by the way, she looks incredible. Her body is like so, I mean, flawless. Um, but her her outfit was so great, and her just her like she took on that persona in such a way that I hope that we see more Karma Brown. We need her at the reunion. We need her in more episodes. I mean, let's cast her next season. Um, cause I could, I could use some more karma Brown in our lives. Uh, and then Paige was back and I know last, this last week I mentioned on the podcast that, you know, Paige is, I'm kind of forgetting that she's there. She's kind of boring. I feel like all she does is sleep. Um, she did sort of wake up this episode, which was good. But if, if Paige comes back next season, I think they just need to remove all the beds from the house. Cause like, if there's a bed around, Paige will be in it. And so we need to take the beds away because when she is on and present, she's good. And so she she was stirring things up this episode, and I think that that helped. Um, uh, Carl and Kyle had their, you know, kind of like awkward sort of makeup, but I think that they both made good points. I think that ultimately they recognize that this is like a fight between their both of their partners and like it's not really a fight between them they've got some you know stuff stuff that they need to work through from a professional setting and so i think that they ended in a good way um and then when carl uh said um when he tried to kind of like recap for Lindsay, like, yeah, I think, you know, Carl or Kyle and I are in a good place. Um, but I think it would be great if you and Amanda could, you know, also get to a good place. And, uh, and Lindsay was like, you know, don't come for me or something. And Carl responds with, Oh, you'll know if I'm coming for you. I was like, you saw Lindsay's face go to that. Like how many sandwiches have you made for me place? but she controlled herself. I was like, I mean, that's growth. She did not pop off, but there's also something a little bit strange about how like quickly she can recover 
from stuff with Carl, like she's really holding on to this relationship. And that's either a really good thing or a really unhealthy thing, which is I think what the women on the show are really kind of poking at. And it seems like we're going to get there more next, uh, next episode is that Lindsay's not being herself because obviously like, uh, when all of the cast or a lot of the cast is going to go to Montauk uh, to a party and it's clear that Lindsay wants to go, like desperately wants to go. And Carl, who's sober, doesn't want to go to a party at 11 o'clock at night or whatever time it was and go to a house party where it's just going to be probably like a lot of drugs and drinking. And so, uh, you know, she then felt conflicted and she ended up staying and you know, that can get really unhealthy too, because it becomes codependent and then you get resentment. And so, um, if it's only a problem because it's, it was clear that Lindsay really wanted to go. Um, we'll see how that, how that plays out. I think, um, I do like Gabby too, by the way, I think she's been a good addition. I think, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of talk when there's new cast members on these, uh, shows that they're not given a chance and that, you know, the community doesn't really like embrace them and bring them in because, you know, I have said things that I don't, that I'm not really vibing with Chris, the new uh, guy on the house. And honestly, I kind of feel the same about Sam. I, I don't think that she is really great TV. I think that like, she seems perfectly fine, perfectly nice, but I didn't, I don't get like a lot from her that I feel like I want to watch and invest more time in her. Gabby, on the other hand, is someone that I could invest more time in. I think that, like, she's got some good TV, she's got some good moments. Um, but I did think that three outfit changes at her own party was a bit excessive. It was like she was never present at her party because she was just constantly changing into something else. Um, but I do, I do like her. I think that she's, uh, I think that she's good addition uh, to this group. Um, and then. I think that I'm just trying to think if there's anything else, I guess, you know, Danielle and the Lindsay conversation, we're starting to see the cracks in their relationship. We're starting to see kind of like Paige stirred up some of that in the beginning. Um, and then Lindsay and Danielle were able to kind of have some of some like heart to heart about it. But I think, you know, it's starting to reveal these red flags that I mentioned around like some of the codependency and, you know, some of the things that potentially are happening um, that aren't so healthy in their relationship. And as I said, next week we're going to get, it sound, looks like a girl's night dinner where Lindsay's like, there's absolutely no reason that I should go to a party when my boyfriend's at home. And Danielle was like, I take offense to that because the reason would be to hang out with your, you know, what I thought was your best friend. So it seems like this is where we're going to start getting into their big fallout. And so that's coming. And then uh, Lindsay at the end of the episode in, because Carl asked her to, uh, went up to Amanda and said, do you want to get together? It was a very awkward invite. And Amanda was really clearly taken like aback from the whole thing. Um, you know, she was like, we haven't hung out in three plus years and this is going to be kind of awkward, but, um, I'm, I'm assuming that cameras will be there for that and we'll see that next week. So that's how that, that episode ended. Um, but yeah, that was summer house this week and then Vanderpump rules. So, um, well, so last week we released our Vanderpump rules 
episode that we dedicated to the mid-season trailer and my predictions, my top 10 predictions, or my, I guess more my dreams of the things that I hoped happened at the reunion um, because the episode came out the day that they were filming. Um, We haven't gotten a ton from the reunion. Um, We do know like the seating chart. We know that Tom and uh, Raquel are sitting together. We know that Ariana is sitting across from them. Tom Schwartz is sitting next to Tom Sandoval. We know that Raquel and Sheena did not film together due to the restraining order, but they were both on set. Um, and what, and then they played musical chairs essentially. And while the other person was backstage, they, um, got to watch and I'm sure that we're going to see them react to what is being said from the dressing room. So, um, so that's how they've dealt with the restraining order. So we know some of those things, um, that came to be, but, uh, we also learned, uh, Lala had kind of posted like a pre her getting glammed for the reunion um, on her stories and mentioned that producers were taking phones from all the cast members because they, uh, that there was somebody that was leaking information. And so uh, I wonder who that could be. Um, But yeah, so they took all of the cast phones. And so we didn't end up getting a ton, although we did end up with some paparazzi shots of Tom Sandoval and Raquel in the parking lot during kind of like a break, apparently. Um, Tom smoking cigarettes and yelling at producers and Raquel um, vaping uh, with someone needs to tell her to turn that down because my God, the cloud of smoke that came out of her little body. Wow. Um, but she probably needed a big old inhale of that after what she had gone through. So that we see them together. It is ironic because, you know, the day I mentioned this uh, last week, but the day before, um, the reunion filmed, there was all these paparazzi shots and paparazzi video where Raquel did an interview in like a dirty strip mall. Well, it was a company that is famously known for celebrities that hire them to come sell stuff to TMZ. So everyone is of the assumption that Raquel had hired these folks so that she could kind of start building her own narrative ahead of the reunion And then this is the same company that just happened to get photos of them in the parking lot during their break. And there are no other photos of the cast during the filming of Reunion that we have seen from paparazzi. So um, we'll let everyone sort of just like put the pieces of that puzzle together and connect the dots there. But yeah, that's that's really all that like we have as of now that's really come out of the Reunion. Um, But for this week's episode... You know, we start off with um, the continuation of Guys Night, where Raquel and Charlie show up. And I'm sorry, like, it had to have been happening at that point. The way that Tom Sandoval kept looking at Raquel, the... I mean, he was, it was creepy. And again, Andy swears they're not recutting these episodes. And the fact that, like, we have this footage... It is really creepy in the way that he is like watching her and defending her and talking to her. It something had to have been going on if it wasn't already if they if there wasn't already P in the V. Tom wanted that at that point. Like that's when he knew that's what he wanted. So it was 
it was really wild to see all of that. And also like James was invited and James was like, I have to go because Raquel's here. And, you know, true guys nights should be like, well, actually we should just ask Raquel to go because we, it's supposed to be a guy's night and we invited you. But instead, you know, that didn't happen. So, um, and later James mentions that he feels like he's being edged out and Raquel's taking over his spot in the group. Um, which is like maybe a little sad, um, just because I could, I could see how he would feel that way. Um, and then back in the girls trip, we see Lala just getting juicy and wet over the sky. It's wow. I, I didn't need to know as much detail as we got about her bed sheets um, the next morning, but uh, Lala is horny and she just was spraying all over this episode. That's all I'll say. Um, sorry to everyone that was listening. Cause I'm sure that you all just cringed. Um, but it was, I mean, that's what she, I mean, she even said it. I just, it was, it was insane. I was like, okay, Lala is too much this episode. Um, she just like, she needs some D she needs like to get something back in the regular because she is out of her mind. Then we get the sit down with the two Toms and Lisa and Lisa again is like, you know, the, why isn't your restaurant open? Like, and I don't understand it either, really. Like, I get, you know, there's intricacies and things of opening these types of um, businesses, but they did this big Daily Mail party. Um, I think it was Daily Mail. And uh, we saw it. I mean, so they're, they've got food, they've got drinks, they've got staff, they've got a restaurant that looks done. I really don't understand why it's not open either. So, you know, Lisa's like really pressuring them and saying like, they've got to get it open. And, you know, they're both kind of making excuses as to why it's not, oh, we got Sheena's wedding, we've got this thing. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe if both of these guys were not trying to open Raquel's legs, they could actually open the restaurant. Um, because they, it's, it's kind of wild that at this point we, as I said, I think that the Tom Sandoval thing was already happening. So at this point we've got Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, who's making out with Raquel and thinks that he's also potentially dating Raquel. They're both business partners after the same girl at this very moment, and they can't get their restaurant open. Wonder why? I think that there's something going on there. Um, and then, uh, the scene between Raquel and James was super awkward because again, the Raquel says, Oh, uh, you're, you're invited to the pool party. And James is like, I didn't even know about it. And she's like, well, you're invited because Tom Sandoval told me you were. And James is like, Oh, weird. Like, why did Tom Sandoval tell you that? Like, so again, think it was going on because why is Tom, why are Tom and Raquel talking about it? Um, so that happened. Um, there was a scene in the mid season trailer that showed Raquel and Ariana face to face. We assumed that that was not post Scandaval because we do know that they haven't really seen each other. Um, but we saw that scene sort of play out. Actually, I don't know if we ended up seeing them actually talking in this episode. I don't, I don't think we did. But we saw Ariana in the outfit that she was in in that episode at Sir. So that was when that piece of footage was filmed. Uh, we just didn't get it in the episode, I suppose. Um, 
And then, uh, oh, they showed the flashback of um, season, I think it was the first season of Vanderpump when Sheena and Brandy at Glanville had their sit down. Because if you, you know, if you haven't been following Vanderpump quick, quick recap is it all started because Sheena was, uh, well, Sheena was the mistress or was sleeping with uh, Eddie Cibrian, who was Brandy Glanville's husband at the time. And so that all played out on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then they did this incredible crossover event where you're in one minute, in one scene, you're in uh, Villa Blanca with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast and you're watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the cast is sort of like, uh, or the Vanderpump Rules kids are in their sir outfits, like serving hors d'oeuvres. And then all of a sudden it like transitions to this like back of house scene. And we're suddenly in the first episode of Vanderpump Rules. I mean, it was epic television. It was a moment that only folks that watched it live will ever get to experience because it was literally this like seamless thing into from one show into the next. Um, but yeah, of course. So then we get to know Sheena and all of the things going on, but they had a sit down um, conversation at one point and, and we flash back to that. I thought that was everything, especially looking at Sheena's face back then. She looked like such a little girl and, you know, she's obviously had a lot of work done since, but I think honestly, she just looked so much younger. I mean, she really was like this young, uh, not teenager, but she was, she was young. Um, and then what else we've, got, I mean, and then we're at the pool party and so many things were happening there, but the main thing is like, again, Tom Sandoval defending Raquel. It's like, Jesus Christ, like this guy is in front of his girlfriend, like ride or die Raquel and going and like just in a way that is like so inappropriate ariana walked away and was like yeah tom you don't need to be tom against the girls like i'm walking away because i don't want that to be the case and it wasn't even about tom against the girls it was truly that tom sandoval was defending raquel like as if that was his girl i mean it's it was wild and then um raquel and lala get into it again um, and Raquel like thinks that she's got a backbone and that she's like, I'm coming for you, Lala. And Lala's like, oh, girl, like, just all right, stop talking to me. Like, you're done. I want nothing to do with you. And what I loved is Raquel says to her, you give off Mistress Bimbo vibes and I cannot stand it. L-O-L. You've got to be kidding me. Okay. Mistress to Tom Sandoval bimbo period okay so that's hilarious uh that's the pot calling the kettle raquel um but yeah it's it's wild um and then all the katie stuff like they're trying to get katie to give up her room in mexico she's like i've got a non-refundable trip i'm taking my best friend christina kelly who it's her birthday we're going to mexico i don't need to come to sheena's wedding that's happening there i get that that's odd but like i'm not changing my trip like i've already paid for it no one was on team katie and like i was feeling really sad for her i feel like katie I feel like Katie's just like, she's been abused in a lot of like mental ways over the last many years. 
And, you know, Tom Schwartz just like does not come to her defense ever, which is why they're now divorcing. And once again, he's like just a dirt bag and he can't just go like, guys, like leave Katie alone. Like, sorry, Sheena, that one of your bridesmaids like forgot to book her trip, but like, she's got to figure that out. We can't like pressure someone else to give up their room. I mean, it's not, it's like going door to door at the, uh, and asking people if they're going to be staying at that hotel and could they give up their room? I mean, it was, it's ridiculous. So, um, that's how that kind of ended is, you know, Katie ended up leaving the party because she was like, yeah, I don't have any allies here. So, um, so that's, that was Vanderpump this week. So that's going to do it. Uh, that's our Bravo breakdown. We covered all the shows from this last week, uh, but we'll be here every Monday to cover everything happening on Bravo. And of course you can catch our special interviews on Thursdays. Um, it's been Chris Vetrano, guys. Thanks so much for, as always, tuning in. You can uh, rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode of The Gist. And follow me at CM Vetrano on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Go to listenitsvetrano.com for more information. But until our next episode, I hope that you all out there have an incredible week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.